Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Flames Fancast. We're recording on Friday night uh, between the second and third period of the Kings-Flames game. Right now it's 1-1 and we'll take a break when the game's on and come back with more. But uh, you won't really know that because it'll be the finished product when it comes out. So aren't you glad I told you? Jenks got nothing to say to that. He's he's which he's is gotten, very odd for me because yeah, I, I I usually you, you have so should, much to say. Our listeners, you should be thankful that I've silenced Jenks for you. <laughs> yeah, I've done the record. unthinkable. Yeah, well done, well done. <laughs> We've been putting on some crazy ass pressure against the Kings right now. Yeah, in the end of the second period here. Absolutely, but we've been uh, struggling to convert those chances a little bit. The Goudreau wraparound, mm-hmm. the time when the Kings iced it twice, and we Goudreau had a chance in the, go off the, both posts. Or just I one? don't know. I think it was just the one. Okay. And it really went, it took a kind of wild bounce out. But, you know, in fairness, yeah, you think he should put that one away, but also you're not really expecting to get that round. And the quickness that no. he did it in and he had the space to do it, that's impressive. And the angle impressive. is unbelievably tight. That's a tight angle. Like We've seen him pull that off a few times before, but it's a low percentage shot. If you just look at the math of it all, it's a very tight angle. You're hitting the post on it, and he's hitting the outside, well, kind of the middle of that post, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. He had his head He had his uh, head in his hands there for a good two seconds, but... It was just know. kind of the, the oh, I'm going to celebrate, oh, I can't believe it didn't go in. Yeah. But... We, we've doubled them in shots so far, which is a good sign. Not a good sign for Mike Smith once again. Well, we're playing well. I mean, we're it's just... We're playing really well. Like, a, like I said at the beginning of the game, I just had an ominous feeling that we weren't going to win, and it wasn't going to be because of Mike Smith. But what, what happened to the Kings? What, what's so old. different? What's so different about this team from seasons past? Well, okay, here's here's my take on it: is that you kind of salvaged the future to get those two cups, and now you're going to suffer a bit. Yeah, you've traded away so many picks and so many young, talented players to get a Mike Richards who takes you to the Stanley Cup final. You win, but now it's going to start to hurt a little bit. And your team's aging. It's slower. In the, in the morphing game that the NHL is today, L.A. is not going to keep pace. And I think that's becoming brutally apparent this year. And you got to think about management decisions, right? Kovalchuk? Yeah. That, hey, I don't want to remind this to you, but you wanted him. Did I? Yeah. Well, I don't now. Okay. No Kovalchuk for me. Just thanks. because, but because of, he was a right-handed shot, and you know we needed somebody that could just blast it home, right? I'll like, take Lindholm, thanks. Uh, okay, absolutely. Hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend. It's, <laughs> why are you speaking to me like it's take like that? It's no big deal. Like, it's you, no big deal. You didn't say anything wrong. We didn't here. get him. I'm fucking calling you out. We also got James Neal. Yeah. Right hand. No, he's a left-handed shot that plays. Yeah, in the right but wing, debatable but. on effectiveness so far. Yes, but still we did not get hope. Kovalchuk. Still have hope. But that's my take on L.A. And mm-hmm. also, I guess if Quick goes down for that extended period of time, it's going to hurt. It does hurt, yep. But, I mean, yes, I said I think we're just – I have a bad feeling about this game, but alternatively, we, we could really do with a win. I think we really need to start nailing our colors to the mast of first in the Pacific and letting every other team know that's our spot and stay the heck away. Yep. And it, it needs to be done because we're we're playing well. It just needs to start going to that final conversion piece, putting pucks in the back of the net, putting teams away. I have a feeling that they're gonna 
get a new coach too. I don't. L.A. Yeah, I don't foresee uh, them keeping this guy. For he's not. Long. He's not. I'm not even talking about L.A. But yeah. I mean, I don't see him. He's interim, in right? General. Interim tag. Wasn't he an assistant? Yeah, he was. I don't know much, but I think so. Well, anyway, we don't need to talk about L.A. L.A.'s useless. We'll but. we'll touch base on the third period uh, in a bit, but let's talk about a few things. Dubai. Okay, so Sent I down. think you and I have differing opinions on this kid. I think both of us want the same outcome, though. We both want him to play in the NHL at a effective rate. I think this kid has the – he's got the tools and the talent to be quite good in this league. Um, the IQ is still – he's still got to grow the IQ in the NHL side of this game because the reality is that you'll see – he does the right plays. He does the right moves. He's got the right ideas. Uh, but in terms of just getting, he's getting outbodied out there. He's he's skating to space, but he's almost working too hard into that space to the point where he's putting himself out of position, right? Whereas if you compare him to another smaller player like a Goudreau, you know Goudreau finds that space, but he gets into that space that's going to make him effective. Whereas Dubé is finding space for the sake of finding space so that he doesn't get hit. So those are two very different approaches to the game. And uh, right now, he's a bit snake-bitten. He, doesn't, he didn't have many points in the NHL. I think it's the right move to move him down to the A, get his confidence, get him scoring, get him used to that touch again where he's the guy that everyone passes to that sets up plays, scores goals, Did you whatever. say it was the right move? It's the right move, I yes. thought you said it wasn't. It, I said it wasn't to you before we start recording the podcast, but I started thinking about it more. And I wouldn't mind a kid like him. He's still really young. Yeah, he's so there's really nothing young, wrong, right? There's nothing wrong with sending him down, getting his touch back. Um, did so we, I take it back. You know, from a contractual standpoint, we burnt a year, didn't we? I think so. That's a good question, actually. I think we did. I think we did, though. He's played yeah. more we than 10. Actually, we definitely have. We For sure we have. But, but aside from that, yeah. He I think just, it was worth it, though. He just needs a bit of... He was just... He could do it. It just wasn't coming off for him that soon. He's got a little. I'm. People will disagree. Maybe some will agree, but I think he's got a little Martin Saint Louis in him, just the way he plays. I was a huge Martin Saint Louis fan when he was on the Flames, and like I see. No, seriously, <laughs> for I was four one days. of his, No, I was. Well, however long he was on the Flames, I was a huge fan to the point where I called the Flames organization when they fucking got rid of him. And they kept Clark Wilm instead, which was the biggest fucking mistake outside of the Gilmore trade in this franchise history. Anyway, um, he kind of reminds me of him, you know, from the standpoint of skill, awareness, um, you know, vision on the ice. But he needs time and he'll get there. Can a team accommodate that many, you know, talented but diminutively sized players? Goudreau, Zarnik, Dubé, Ryan. Unlikely. Unlikely. We seem to have a lot of them. And we did have a, we had a Shinkarik too. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, we had a bunch of talented, very talented guys, but small. Well, I want to hear your take on Dubé. I think he, he was just well, 50% snake bit, 50%. The jump was just a bit too much too soon. He's a talented guy. He's going to be an NHL player. I don't doubt that. But we... It wasn't as it wasn't as, as seamless as Valiamaki's was, you know. And Valiamaki's done nothing but step in. Valiamaki, he looks like a he, natural. And same to same with Anderson. 
Yep. Uh, Anderson has kept Stone out of the team before that injury, and that's that Stone. Stone is a, a certified NHL player. He's he's not an NHL player. Or sorry, he's not an AHL player. He's an NHL player, and he's kept out of the team by our prospects. And to me, that's really encouraging. But really I think, encouraging. I think in defense, especially, you need a bit more time to get used to the ice because. If you remember Anderson for the last, what, 10, 15 games of last season, he wasn't anything special. He wasn't looking like no, right? It takes, like the it guy takes that a while. he is now, right? And it's the same thing with Dubé, right? Yeah. Dubé, you can see, he can play at the NHL level, just not yet. He needs just a bit more time, and yeah. then he'll be ready to go. I agree. Like, he's better, he's better than uh, the Zarnik. He's better than a Klim- – uh, sorry, not Klimchuk. Klimchuk's gone. Mangiapane, Hathaway – even I'd argue can supplant Jankowski in in a matter of months if he starts playing uh, if he starts handling the transition well. But right now it's it's the right move for him, and we can afford to do that. We yep. we've still got some strong depth at forward, and I think it's the right thing to do. And you know maybe give another guy a shot, give Mangiapane a chance again. He's been playing reasonably well in the A, and hey. And come up here and see what you can do. And I, I do like the fact that we can call up guys that are just, um, you know, Shillington was the leading, well, I think he was top three at the point at which when we called him up, but he was leading the team in points at one point. And we were talking about this last podcast, and Shillington is knocking on the door. But to your point, you know, how many guys, like, we can only have so many talented guys on the team right now. Um Valimaki, he's only out because of circumstances yeah. with his injury. But, you know, Chillington does deserve that shot. Now, he's looking, I don't know, more or less like a C-plus at this point. Like, he hasn't shown me anything special. He doesn't get as much time on the ice, obviously. But you know, it, it could be just like an Anderson from last you know season, what right? This team, like, you know what this team really needs? What? And this might be a bit of a stretch, but imagine if Backlund turned into a player like Yuri Lettinen. Amazing at killing pet penalties, amazing two-way forward, but really strong defensive game. And that was your like third line or second second line anchorman. Yeah, those are players that you know are supporting cast to a Goudreau, Monahan, Lindholm, Kachuk that that get you to Cup finals. Mm-hmm. And if we find and uh, the the next Yuri Lettinen, like an amazing defensive forward, two-way game solid and just has that ability to shut down other teams with amazing consistency. You're in you're in good shape. And I think there's just a few key components missing from this team right now for making a serious run. And it's not necessarily players. It might be attributes and intangibles, but that's well, a conversation for another time. Yeah, it's mostly goaltending. Yeah, but... Um, but one thing I did want to touch up on, I don't know if you actually made a part of our agenda here, but... I'm really proud of this team's organization. And this is a segue to a team, a different team's organization who have nothing but <laughs> fuck the dog on this one. But can you guess who can that you guess is? Who we're about to talk about? Uh, okay. So the Flames, I didn't do the percentage, but it's quite high. Um, if you look at the current roster, I'd say a good 60, 65% of our squad right now, probably more actually. Now that I'm looking at it, most of the squad is drafted by us. 
developed Let's by us. Let's just go through quick, right? Yeah. So two Goudreau, out of three. Two out of Goudreau, three obviously on the top line. Yeah, Goodrow, Goodrow, Monahan, Monahan, not Lindholm, and not Lindholm. So Goodrow, Monahan, Kachuk, Bennett, Kachuk, Bennett, and Backlund. Yeah. Right. Jankowski. Um, Jankowski, Ryan, Ryan's not obviously. Ryan and 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 what's his face? Well, it's either like James Neal aren't. Yeah, James Neal. Jankowski, Hathaway, Lomberg. So Hathaway, Lomberg. Yeah. Is Zarnik drafted by us? No, he's not. Okay. Uh, so, but that's pretty much all our forwards. Gio was undrafted. Gio was undrafted, but su- but scouted by us for all intents and purposes. Like Hannafin, we brought him from yeah, Russia. Yeah, it's pretty high, right? Hannafin is not. Um, Anderson, Balamaki, no. Shillington, Brody. Brody yeah. was by us. It's pretty high. Yeah, it's quite high. And Riddick. So, well, Riddick wasn't drafted by us, but he was signed by us, and that makes a big difference because once again, that's another scouting. Uh, snipe, I would like to call because these are snipes. Having a guy like Gio, who was not drafted, who we've just basically brought on from Russia, you know, at, uh, at he a played later, with us before, then he, went to Russia. He did, yeah, but we didn't. Again, he was he wasn't drafted by us. We did scout him. We saw some potential. He went to Europe. You know, we brought him back in an older age. With at which point, a lot of players kind of just say fuck it, and they'll just well, they'll just like cruise. He's, and in he's Europe. captain of our club now, right? And now he's captain of our club. Testament to the guy's character. And, and frankly, he's gonna be. He should be on the All Star team this year. The way he's playing. Um, if Team Canada were to have an NHL squad again, I'd say he's a good candidate for that. Um, but those Olympics are far away. No, but I'm just saying for sake of discussion. So that's the kind of year he's having. So uh, you know, I'd like to give a standing ovation for our management lately, but. It honestly, it's it's a big difference from what we used to see in the '90s and early 2000s, and <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on it, but you know it wasn't that long ago that we drafted a fat goalie in the name of Andre Medvedev in the second round <laughs> for the sake of thinking that he took up enough space in the net that he's gonna be a fucking good goalie because he's took up like 70% of the net. Like that's the state of our scouting at one point in our in our franchise history. And I just like to, I'm just so happy and I'm thrilled that we're doing this now and that we're finally bringing in good players and we're giving them a chance. You know, even when we had what we thought were good talents, we barely gave these guys a chance. And, you know, it really pissed me off and other fans off, right? Anyhow. Bravo. Let's talk about the Oilers. Uh, they had a, do you remember those, the name of the two fellows? No, but here's, here's what you can do. And there was an article that came out in the Edmonton Journal, I want to say five days, seven days ago. Some fan had put together a compilation of non-calls on McDavid, and there were 12 non-calls on McDavid in the game where they, L.A. played against Edmonton, apparently. Um Part of me says, yeah, it's it's definitely true, but at the same time, the same thing happens to Goudreau every night. And Goudreau gets those nasty slashes on the hands, broken finger, and n- nothing gets done, right? And I get it, you know, but sorry, Edmonton fans, you have a bigger problem than other teams playing nasty against McTavid. But aside from that, what I did, I, I went to the link, and there were two videos embedded. And I clicked on the first one. It wasn't actually the video. It was just these uh, two guys, much like us, but much older, and they weren't in the same location. So if you didn't know, we actually record every podcast uh, side by side. We are in the same place every time. Not, these guys were... Why, why are audios no good? 
Sorry about the last podcast, by the way. Our, the computer was recording and not the microphones. Anyway. Something something happened, and it's all Jenks' fault. We were drunk. <laughs> well, I was drunk. <laughs> Anyhow. I was sort of drunk. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> what happened on this podcast was these guys were recording, and they, the guy starts recording, and it's on Sunday. He says, yeah, you know, I today uh, I watched Calgary whoop Arizona 6-1, and then I watched the, the Stampeders win the Grey Cup in Edmonton. And then we lost to the LA Kings. And it was just a just a bad day. I, I don't even want to record right now. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> there was just such depression in his voice. And <laughs> okay, so we've been there before. Uh, it's but, just funny. But it's just like the context at which they were trying to. So you know how you and I talk about how we bargain with ourselves when I the just Flames love are how losing. It was like, he had three chances in the day, and all three went against him. Yeah. He was just like <laughs> – it was just a mounting amount of failures for him. It was like Calgary beats Arizona, and then Stampeders win, and Edmonton loses. It's oh. like he's, you know, he's teetering on the brink of mental breakdown right there. Like it's his midlife crisis was about to kick off. Yeah, and it's, it's sad but relatable because we've all been there. Like they, ac- um, they actually said, I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> which is the funniest part because it's like – you know, if anything, if you start a podcast, if you're anything like us, you, you, you use, you're using the podcast as a bit of a medium to get your frustrations out. And I think that's what, you know, we have like, I don't know, we got a, ha- I don't know, we got a bunch of listeners, but I think they recognize that this is a medium to just get it all out. And we're yeah. saying the things that everybody's thinking. And quite frankly, these guys had an opportunity to say something um, about their team, but they focused on the wrong shit and you kind of want to sit there and you know you want to call these guys and be like listen what do you think is the problem you know you're sitting there like being depressed about the flames or the stampeders like who gives a shit like at at one point what does that matter to you your team is sucking if the flames start sucking it doesn't you mean know, that your you, team's you going to be better honestly, anyway honestly you just compound your failures when you start watching Pacific Division games, and you yeah. see your rivals pick up points. I get that. I get. And the that. most frustrating part about it is when there's a Pacific Division game and it's a three-point game, right? I, I get that. But what I'm trying to say is that like these guys, they didn't even talk about the problem at hand. They were just so fixated on our success to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm justified for hating on Oilers but, fans. But Jake, whenever you have a problem, you wanna you wanna detract from it, right? You want to deflect. You know, I, I don't want to blame anybody else for their my problems. Their problems are so, so like ingrained in that team, and it's so hard to get rid of. Like you have to, you have to get rid of the old boys club and management. Absolutely, and but that's where there's it starts. a lot of pushback against and and unhappiness with the owner, right? Yeah. And if if our, if Flames fans have beef with the owner, it's it's probably over the new stadium, right? It's not really over anything else. I would say Flames fans and ownership get along fairly well except when it comes to that that new new arena discussion which i'm i'm fine with trading a good team for a shitty arena i'll take that any day but I don't really care. edmonton's problems are hilarious <laughs> oh they're but okay but like but even then like they justify why i get mad at them so much i'm not generalizing all like, of them okay. but like they don't Here, even know what the problem is you and i example. know what the problem with the flames like, were my dad is I don't know. He's become a bit of a troll lately. But anytime like <laughs> he encounters an Oilers fan in public, he will like go out of his way to <laughs> bring up the amount of draft picks they've had and the fundamental failures that they've got. And then 
Oilers uh, fans have like a litany of excuses for it. It's like, well, Yakupov was the best of a worst class yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you guys got McDavid. Yeah. Oh my God, well, Calgary I'm, has never had a first. Anyhow, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shake your father's hand next time I see him. <laughs> by the way, I didn't know he's doing. Oh, that. Oh, he like, does it every time, and he just has like this shit-eating grin on his face, and he just like he sticks in the knife and he twists it a little, yeah. and then he. So these guys. I mean, it was just hilarious to listen to them. Again, we're not laughing at them because we've all been there as, as fans of, of, of our respective teams. But if you can't recognize the problem, the first step in solving a problem is recognizing it. And if your fans can't recognize that management, management, management is your fucking problem, you guys had six top five picks in six years. How the fuck do you not have any fucking depth up front? You can't like wait. Hold on. How depth many, up front or depth at the back? Anywhere on the team. They have no team. depth. They have, have no. Their team is junk. But dude, they had six fucking good players, and one is a fucking honestly he's a franchise maker. I know we were upset with Brower, but imagine if the Flames had the Lucic situation. Sure, but I mean, we're not putting our. They put themselves in that spot because they came. They live in the past with these guys. It's like, oh, Lucic was good in like 2010, so I wonder if he'll be good now. Like, fuck, guys, you had six really good picks, and one was a franchise player. Like, how do you, f- how many no, interceptions no. Franchise, does the NHL no. have to fucking throw you to get a touchdown? This guy Seriously. is a generational talent. He's yeah. above franchise player. Well, you fine, have, you, but you, like, my point is like, how do you complain about lack of depth? You should be complaining, every single Oilers fan should be complaining about the management from the get-go. They should never blame the players, coaches. Like, McClellan is not a bad coach. I don't know why, the like, I, I get why he got fired. They got to shake things up, but fuck, no, that was no, not his he fault. He got fired because the GM knew it was his last trump card hard to play sure and it, but that that was not mcclellan's fault well the any, team is just come not on good. any human being you don't want to take the fall right so yeah you're if some other guy can take it for you why not you know any jank come on it's the millennial age man if well, it's not your fault you can always blame it on someone else well frankly like if you're if you have management that's a good point but you have management that hires glenn galtson as your assistant coach like there's a problem with your management forget the coaches like, why are you bringing these guys into your organization? Goldson needs to be a head coach of a WHL team right now. Well, in fairness, in fairness, you know what? He's probably not an awful assistant coach. He's probably a great assistant coach, but that is a wrong team to bring him on. They need a coach that can step in and change the dynamic of that team. Well, that's why they got Hitchcock, I guess. I get, oh, my oh gosh, my God, Johnny. Uh, Anyhow, the game's we're gonna, on. We're going to pause this now. Uh, we will, we'll be right back. After this period. Imagine if you missed that shit. <laughs> I think it actually just started recording when you said that. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> anyway, just to clarify, Tyler said, imagine if Backlund missed that shit on the uh, empty net goal there. He kind of put it in pretty hard. He just... <laughs> It was like a rage. Well, fairness, we were just talking about this. But I mean, Backlund if you're L.A., not... I guess I guess you just got to hack that guy down and hope they give the penalty well, shot instead of the goal. Try. He... No, he did not try to take him I don't down. Know, you just... you got to go whack. You missed the replay, but he actually jumped and hacked at him. So I think he tried. He was just out of balance. Anyway, we were just talking about this, but Backlund has not been having a great season. I think, um, you know, like we – we demand more from our second-line center. He just 
for whatever reason, it just seems like he's not as aggressive, not as physical on the puck this Did year. Did you but... see what someone wrote on the boards there? No. Someone wrote on the glass, build the pipe. <laughs> hey, man, they got to they gotta build the pipe. Sports and politics, you know, I don't know. Don't mix, sure it. It. Don't don't mix it. Don't even start with the pipeline yeah. either. Don't, don't mix it. But I'm glad we won. I'm really glad. Like, I feel, I feel so good right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is a great way to start your Friday night, everybody. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, L.A. is just – you just watched – L.A. had how many shots? It, it's going to come up here in a moment, but – I think we doubled them. Oh, they so, didn't have over – they had 14 shots. Yeah, no, we more than doubled. We had 36. I mean, they, we held L.A. to 14 shots this game. Yeah. It's wow. it's astounding how far they've fallen though. Like I, I don't think anyone would have called this. This is a pretty big fault from Grace, and we're gonna get another goal here. I think it's an empty net again. Oh, he hit the fucking post. <laughs> God, hey, hey, we got it, Monahan. Pad um, the stats, baby. Pad the stats. <laughs> why? I mean, there's 20 seconds left. Why? why? I I don't know why they pulled it again. It's not like they were getting shots before then. You know, you're not getting shots of five players on the ice. I don't think anything's going to really change if you have another player on the ice. for the. In their respect, they just couldn't get anything going. The Kings just look uh, flat They can't and get awful. anything going because they don't have the players to get anything They're going. They're just flat and awful. They have, they have no... You know, the commentator made a, an observation about... In the second, I think, saying... Bringing you back to the old days where it was just plugged up in the neutral zone... Oh Jesus! Sorry, I just yeah. Had... Now I gotta somehow edit that out. That's disgusting. Hey, Jang, you don't edit anything out. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Do you want to upload this yourself? That... Do you want? I'm do not it? saying. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to upload it. I'm yeah. just saying we never edit anything out. These are unedited. Like I know they're unedited, but like you know, at some point I gotta, I gotta keep the class here. <laughs> that that ship sailed in episode 13, man. It was I think long that ship gone. sailed in episode one. <laughs> But the point was, he said, you know, L.A. was just, it was just a slow-paced, defensive, plugging up the neutral zone hockey. game. And that's the kind of team L.A. has, and it's just not going to uh, be good enough for the 2018-2019 NHL. They're in dire straits, as we've mentioned before. Anyhow, yeah. we won 4-1. Yes, moving on to uh, Fanuf's gift from Calgary. Ah, <sighs> Okay. I'm like, I'm just organizing my thoughts here, but why, Hold on. why, why are we giving this douchebag a fucking painting for his thousandth game? What has this guy done for our organization that he deserves a painting? If anything, he's done nothing but insult and do abhorrent things to our now management. I mean, the Craig Conroy thing, sure. Sure, people could say it's not confirmed. Come on, man. <laughs> it's it's not funny. I mean, this is this is like a I mean, reality. I wasn't going to say that. No, on I air, know, but, but like, okay, but let's just talk about editing. Okay, but actually, there was this one time we edited something. It was the very first episode. But this because I was like some, or something. It was some comment about Jordan Everly. Okay, yeah, but it okay. was bad. We yeah. had to cut it right, out. Yeah, we had to cut that out. Okay, but you see what I'm saying? Every fan in Calgary knows that he's he did something. 
with relation to Conroy. Something happened that and made it some, a, yeah, a situation in the dressing room toxic, if not untenable. To the point where we traded him for pretty much nothing. Um, and to the Maple Leafs, no less. Uh, so why, as an organization, are you giving this guy who played a handful of seasons for you a thousandth? Like, it's one thing to be a classy organization. It's another thing to just take it over. Like, it, just stop it. Th- this, this guy does not deserve it at all. And it's funny because, you know, Craig Conroy is usually the face of the franchise when we go ahead and do things, classy things like this. And guess what? He wasn't fucking there. And I'd love to know what he was thinking about that. Like, that's stupid, guys. Like, don't do that again. This organization needs to give their head a shake. You know, he probably takes the high road on that, right? Sure he does. But, like, it still doesn't make it right. I agree with you. Like, uh, FNUF is not any kind of... His ties to Calgary aren't aren't Jerome McGinn the level. Absolutely not. Not does Lanny McDonald level. The season? No. Um, does he do anything in Calgary? Does he have any type of? And like, I don't even understand why teams like Ottawa feel they have to receive Carlson in a positive light. Well, that's exactly like the guy made it. I I don't know exactly what happened in Ottawa, but that whole Hoffman Carlson thing, like. It, it wasn't good. And it had and some it, to do with their girlfriends, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's not just... good. It's not, and that's not, <clears throat> you know, showing respect to an organization, right? And Absolutely. it's not. Like, if he just, dis... you know what? That's a great point. If, if, uh, Fanuf, what he did. Team's got to be a bit more ruthless. If the rumor is true about what he did and, and, you know like, what? The rumor involved, doesn't even it, matter. No, but it does matter in the sense that if he did something disrespectful to another player's, like, livelihood, that means you're disrespecting the club. Okay, absolutely. But I'm saying the rumor doesn't matter in the fact that Fanuf was not a player of the caliber where Calgary needs to be showing him that much respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. His so, play, his contribution to Calgary doesn't warrant us, you know, showing up on bed and knee for his thousandth game, giving him whatever we gave him. Yeah. We need to be like, uh, thanks, but no thanks. It's just I'm I'm saying what's on the mind that everybody's and, uh, and same thing for teams flames. like Ottawa. Like who cares? Carlson's coming back. You don't need to roll out the red carpet. Absolutely. You don't need to. You don't need to give him closure. You don't need to. What do you owe him? Nothing. Nothing. And what do we owe Fanuf? Like Especially the guy. Fanuf. The guy made it untenable for him to stay in your city. Like screw him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go to San Jose. Go ahead, man. But. Uh, I mean, I you don't, don't need to welcome him back and give him a warm welcome and be receptive to him. Absolutely and I mean, not. I can't speak for Ottawa fans, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> Goudreau was uh, feeding Gatorade to his line mates there. That's, you know, I love that because it just speaks to that kind of chemistry in that line. I think those guys get on really well. They're friends off the ice, right? Yeah, for sure. Goudreau, Monaghan, and Lindholm probably fits in there like a dirty for sure. shirt. They're probably all like itching to get home to play Fortnite and plus extracurriculars at that point. I won't mention what that is, yeah. but you've um, earned it, boys. You won. They've earned it. But it just like I, I'm very disappointed in the Flames organization for doing that. There was no need to do that. I think you upset fans more than you made fans happy. I was reading the Twitter comments when they posted that on Twitter, the official Flames Twitter, by the way. And there was a lot of dodgy comments from our fans, and I agree with all of them. Now I'm not one to name call players like okay, like I said, you know, he's it's he's a douchey guy, but again, like at the end of the day, don't do that. Like he doesn't deserve it. Okay, like for example, we haven't done that for Doug Gilmore. 
Like, Doug Gilmore scored the fucking game winner when we won the cup. Like, if yep. there's, like, I'm just saying that, like, we don't have him in the rafters. We don't have anything dedicated really to Doug Gilmore, but Doug Gilmore scored the fucking game winner of the Stanley Cup. So, why is this guy getting some painting for his thousandth game? Well, big deal. Like, sure, good for you. You made a thousand games. That's great. That's a milestone that many NHL players don't do. But why are we giving that to him? Why doesn't an organization outside of the Flames give that to him? You know why? Because he's not a guy that an organization is going to sit there and bend over backwards for. Iginla, that's the guy you bend over backwards for. Neuendijk, McInnes, we put them in the rafters. And we're going to be putting Iginla there, I'm sure, any time now. You know, guys like Conroy, who have served Calgary, who have served the community outside of the Flames. Well, I you mean, I... Um... It's just, it's really frustrating to see that. Like, I... He, Dianfanov didn't do anything real positive to us in a net... Like, if you think about it from an overall perspective, he was nothing but a negative for us. Like, he played great in his first two seasons, whatever. That's when they first introduced uh, okay, the hybrid stakes, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but you remember in his blah, blah. first couple seasons when everyone was like... Sure, he was... He we was need to a, move the net because Dion Phaneuf can't hit it? He's a stud in the first season, though. First couple seasons. He was scoring like crazy. Great. Okay, but, but we're not... Again. You know, we're not celebrating a player like... I don't know. I don't know what an accurate comparison is. Dougie Hamilton or... For don't don't hurt me, Jay um, Bowmeister. Yeah, yeah. We're not celebrating players like that. But that's right? what I mean. Like, if you're giving this guy, like, I know it's a painting. It's not. It's very non-material. But you know what? That fucking came from somewhere, right? We're paying for the tickets. We're paying for season tickets. We're, you know, we're we're keeping this team afloat as fans. And like, I don't like that even a five hundred fucking dollars went to this guy. I don't like it. Why didn't you guys donate it to a fucking hospital? Fuck. Like, there was no need. Put that fucking picture on a silent auction or some shit. Take the, <laughs> take the money that you got from that. Donate it to the fucking Ronald McDonald house. Do something. Don't give it to this guy. As if he's going to fucking post it in his house, in a basement, in his man cave, or whatever the fuck. He's, he's going to throw that shit out. He's not going to put it up anywhere. What a fucking waste. Fuck, that pisses me off. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this. That, 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 that is... Like, there's no word right now for me to explain how disappointing that is to see. That is the worst fucking thing I've seen this season by the Flames. It's worse than Smith shitting the bed some of those games. That's how fucking irate I am about that. Don't give players who have added nothing to this team, brought back nothing in terms of trade value, and have done nothing for the community... A guy like that a gift. I thought we were done. I'm done now. But that's fucking... It's stupid. I couldn't even say my point about jersey retirement. Sorry, say it, man. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've I, said it before, but I just don't agree with retiring jerseys full stop. I don't either, but I mean, the homage of Neuendijk and McInnes were like, you know, these guys won the cup with us. They, yeah. They did... did They're forever they did immortalized really well. in our hearts, but sorry, someone else can wear your number and... Yeah, I, don't, I agree with Forever the jersey. Forever be the new Neuendijk and the new yeah, McInnes. You, you and should be able to wear those jerseys. I don't have an issue with that. McInnes is not associated with the Flames. If anyone remembers Al McInnes, it's St. Louis. Agreed. So we're retiring his number because I don't even know. Have we retired his number? So they're in the rafters. I don't know if that constitutes their numbers being and retired. But. Same thing with Mike Vernon. If anyone remembers Mike Vernon, it's Detroit. It's not Calgary. But we remember him, too. Yeah, exactly. Flames fans will always remember Vernon, McInnes, Neuendijk, Gilmore, McDonald. Yeah. But uh, someone else should be able to wear number nine for the Flames, I think. 
totally agree. I, I, I think immortalizing numbers is, is, is outrageous. I don't, I don't agree with it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Give them, give them a tattoo on the ice, paint their numbers on the ice or something. And well, much like with, you know anything, what? Here you go. Have a, have George Canyon, give them a speech before the game. Yeah. George Canyon. Oh my God. I'm teeing you're, you're you up, totally listeners. I'm ready. You're I'm doing me. you a huge favor. Can we have a different singer than this guy? I mean, look, I know he's an accomplished singer. Uh, he's got a history. I had to Google him the other day, actually, because I was wondering if this guy was actually famous, and he was. But can we just give someone who's trying to, who's an aspiring singer that's trying to break it out there, who's trying to make it, and make a career out of it like I just this guy like he just doesn't do it for me okay like you know he's singing the anthems and just I get nothing out of it I'm so flat out of an anthem man like I I gotta tell you like if I'm on the bench I really gotta get that smelling salt again because I'm just fucking sleeping by the end of that I just just like come on like I don't like the whole anthem thing before games but you know, give me someone that's going to pump me up. Like, you know, when Whitney Houston sang the U.S. anthem during the Super Bowl, everybody fired, got fired up in that one. Like, she sang it to the point where people were fucking crying, man. Like, people were crying in the stands. They were so proud. You know, just the way she sang it. Now, I'm not asking for Whitney Houston every I think game. that was a very controversial one, wasn't it? It was, but... She still sang, but it, I think there's unanimous I mean, I, agreement that opinion, it was amazing. In my opinion, every single game is—it's not necessary for the anthem. I, I don't. I, I and totally. And I agree. think as a nation, again, not trying to bring politics into it, but if the only time we're singing the anthem is sporting events, really, as a, as an adult, the only time you really encounter encounter the anthem is a sporting event. I'm a bit worried, but that's 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 beside well, the because, point. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, anthems were used in when war. Right? I don't, I don't like, even know. Well, I don't even know either. Anyway, um, moving on because I, I'm just I'm drinking and I'm probably going to speak more. We, about we this forgot stuff. to mention the fact that precipitated your uh, George Canyon cam- comments were the fact that uh, we noticed the diminishing. Yes, the C during the American anthem, the C and the red. And the, uh, yeah, it's oh, dying. say can you see? Yeah, it's C. Dying. And then you'd say sorry if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, that was loud, man. And then. Uh, Poor people with Jank will edit that because he's doing, I'm not doing a lot of shit. editing. Apparently, for this I'm one not editing shit. And then uh, Rockets Red Glare. Obviously, you'll know because you're Flames fans and you listen, but it's just, it's over the years, it's kind of gone down a lot. And we particularly noticed that the energy uh, tonight after the anthems was sucked out, if not non existent, if not. Wow, let's get on with it. There's no energy here whatsoever. Please. Yeah. I I applaud the effort in trying to get creativeness in the stands and as you guys know that Tyler and I are really really big soccer fans and we're obviously accustomed to fans having chance during the game. We've both been to actual games and it would be amazing. It would be amazing for a hockey arena to have soccer style chance because i'm telling you guys if you have hostile atmospheres in your stadium you will probably win 90 percent of your games and it and it's the easiest fucking thing to do you can even put the lyrics on the jumbotron and you can get everybody to sing along i'm not saying huck flares on the ice but i'm saying you can do something one level below that and i'm telling you like every team that comes to calgary will be sitting there shitting their pants because they got these crazy fucking fans going nuts. 
going nuts, chanting nonstop, making songs, making fun of like these other player, uh, the other team's players, like like to deplorable levels at this point, right? Like just make them cry on the bench. That is actually so easy to do. If all of you do it, it's gonna work, and nobody will feel weird. Like you know how it is right now, right? You go to a game, you try to start a Go Flames, Go Chant, you're the only fucking idiot that's saying it. And you feel like a dumbass when you're done trying to do it. Right? And everybody's like looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, well I'm out of fucking game. What do you expect me to do? Not say anything? Like, people look at you like you're crazy for saying you Go need Flames, to be, Go. See, you need to be surrounded by like-minded individuals. Yeah, like... We so need, if we you are section. sitting on the fringes of a... 50-person crowd groups that's chanting and singing uh, Flames material nonstop, you might feel a bit more obliged to participate. Absolutely. You, it's like the peer Whereas if you're thing. sitting next to some uh, drunk millennial who can't even tell you who plays on the fourth line for the Flames, they're like, go Flames, go. Yeah. Go Flames, go. It's just too much, You're man. just not... It's not helping. But that's... I don't even... I mean... You know, one of my main criticisms is when you hear someone criticizing anything in society, it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? And now that's become commonplace. It's like, so here's what we're going to do about it. And it's like, well, we're going to make a policy change. I don't even know how you so I went how, on, you, how you change this kind of so fan I behavior. Actually tried. How you implement I, this behavior. I actually tried. Yeah, but I a one-man on, ticket isn't going to work. No, right? I know. I was on Calgary Puck years ago, and I stopped going on Calgary Puck because, man – there are some pricks on that board. Like, th- these guys, if they don't agree with you, and I'm not saying all of you guys, like, please forgive me if you take offense to this, but, man, when you're on there, and if you don't agree with some of the guys that have, like, 10,000 or 20,000 posts or some shit like that, you know, they really act all pompous and fucking high and mighty on you, man. It is just annoying. Like, it's just the hockey team, guys. Like, relax, you know? Anyway, so I I started a thread talking about how we should start chants during games and how we need to get a little creative. And at the time, we were playing uh, Vancouver in the playoffs and they played Alex Ald in net because uh, I think Kluche or whatever at the time was injured. And I tried to start this chant. He's bald. He's shit. He plays in Kluche sick. Alex Ald, Alex Ald. And then we'd all go, oh, Alex Ald. And then keep repeating it. And I got like a total of like six That's guys. That's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. That's pretty good. He's I bald, he's that. shit. He plays in Kluche sick. Alex Ald, Alex Ald, right? Super easy. Easy to remember, fun to chant, and people are fucking laughing, right? I got a total of nine guys or six guys in the nosebleeds during that playoff run to chant that shit. Only six. Everybody else was looking at us like, you guys are fucking Did stupid. Did you know them? No, I didn't. I just riled them up. So I had my Gilmore jersey. Somehow. You started it. I did because I was wasted. I was 19, and it didn't matter what, what anyone thought of me. And that the same applies now. But I guess, like, it goes to your point. It doesn't it, – you need more than one person doing this. And it shouldn't be like that. Everybody should be at the game all dialed in to cheer for the team. And, again, like, maybe this is not a big point for people. Maybe people will shut it off by now. Actually, but it, it would help. You can sing uh, whenever Goudreau scores, and it should echo around the Saddle Dome to the Beatles, Hey Jude. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. And I'm an awful singer. But you go, nah, 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 Goudreau. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, you'd, uh, 
you know, that one ringing around the dome, I think you're firing up a lot of guys. Like, oh, man. If that one takes off, and when, when was the last time the Flames were in the playoffs? We were singing that one on the Red Mile. We were, and actually people joined us on that. We had a group of like six guys <laughs> that we knew, again, and uh, we started, like, but we were, we were definitely under the influence. But we were arm-in-arm arm jumping in the middle of 17th Avenue, and we were right across, we were actually right near uh, National. And the six or seven of us were starting to jump arm-in-arm, arm, and actually we had like 10 or 15 people join the chant. And it sounded so good. And now imagine 20,000 people or 18,000 people yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. It would be crazy. And then how's Johnny going to play his next shift, Oh, right? fuck, he's going to be fired up, man. Can you imagine someone's making a chant about you and you're going on? Man, you get fired up. That gives you that second win. And I, like, to the people who think that this is not a big deal, it actually is. And there's a reason why, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but every time we make the playoffs, we have this gap now before the anthem starts. It's a longer gap where everybody starts chanting, Go Flames, Go. And the entire stadium is yeah. doing it. And the and, flag comes around. Yeah. And even the TV, even the cameras, like even Sportsnet is actually showing that part where normally they would show a commercial before the anthem because they know that's coming. That's a selling point. And guess what, guys? All players on the bench are getting fucking fired up for something as simple as you yelling, go Flames, go, all in unison. It's the easiest thing you can do as a fan. I'm not saying do it for all 40-something games that we play at home, but try to do it once every five games or something. Like, get it going. Like, you'd be surprised how much it helps the team. Just think about it. I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, which is rare. <laughs> <laughs> I've totally well. monopolized this conversation. Please take over. No, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, I just, I, I want to find a way to get it started. And, and unfortunately, you have to go to the message boards and I... And it's just, yeah, even message boards, right? Those guys aren't necessarily at the games. And to find, let's say somehow you wanted to find a group of 50 guys that could sit together every time. Somehow you found these, yeah. these, these crazy fans. You couldn't do it the way the season tickets are allocated, right? No, I know. Like, it's impossible. Basically, you would have to somehow reach out to management and be like, we have this idea. Why don't you try it out? Is there any way you can fit us in on a corner you, you section? You need to build. You need to build a Calgary Flames fan mentality that when you show up to the game, you're kind of in this this group, this unit, and you're part of it. it right. It's part of who you are. And yeah. To do that is tough. Like, and if you have suggestions, let us know because we want to know too. But. Yeah, but like, it's it's not a bad point, and it would be awesome, and. Quite honestly, like we would be the talk of the NHL. What's wrong oh, with that? Oh yeah, uh, and I mean, who'd want to play in the dome? Honestly, like everybody talk, everybody like lays out plaudits for the. And national how hard fans. is it to remember? Na 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 na. Goudreau and, and he's bald. He's shit. <laughs> like we just <laughs> he plays when Kluche's sick. Yeah, like, it's Alex all. <laughs> yeah, but like, look at Nashville, right? They have that like it's all your fault, it's all your fault chant. Like guys. That's actually pretty fucking lame, but guess what? It sounds great on TV. It sounds great. And everybody talks about it. It's like, oh, their fans are so good. What the fuck is stopping us from doing that? Nothing. It's, it's, it's any unity, moron right? can fucking yell. 
Like, it doesn't take much to fucking take voice out of your fucking throat, man. Like, it's, it's not I hard to speak. I think your actual quote from earlier, and this got a good chuckle out of me. This is good. But yeah. Jenk said when we were discussing this pre-podcast, it doesn't take talent to yell. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and so, if anything, every single asshole out there can yell. You got all those morons that beat their girlfriends. They know how to fucking yell. There's a guy that lives, like, a fucking floor above me that I swear to God has, like... World War 28 when he's fucking yelling at his girlfriend sounds horrible. I'm not I'm not I'm not supporting the behavior. I'm just saying even Neanderthal douchebags like that could fucking yell. You can yell too. It's okay. Take all your fucking shit out of the game. You know? You're getting mad at your fucking girlfriend because she left her fucking can opener out. You're fucking telling her it's going to rust. Doesn't rust unless it gets wet. That's what they're getting mad at, man. Anyway, so it's just like... Oh, God. Uh, we're just going to skip. Klimchuk got traded. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> upcoming games. We got the Hawks and Jackets away in the wild. Preds it all. Fucking destroyed Tyler today. Uh, let me just take over here. That's it. That's the Tyler last thing on the agenda. Break. Uh, yeah, that's our schedule. So... Uh, Like the, those guys are assholes, right? But I'm just I'm making the point. I'm the, I don't Hawks support and jackets. It, what do you think? Away games. I think we. I think, I we, think we can beat the Hawks. Two for and four points for me. I don't know what allocation. <laughs> we're I, just gonna. I, and I think at the home games, it's it's two for four again. So we're gonna go four for eight. It's gonna be a bit tough against the central teams, but go I'm, Flames, go! I'm gonna, I'm gonna show mercy to Tyler here. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Fucking. I God. want us to win. I just think we're gonna split it. I mean, and we we were supposed to talk about the goaltending too. Yeah, it's, but we're hitting the 50-minute mark here. Riddick, Riddick has not been – yeah, he's okay, but he – I mean, he I lets mean, in four goals, he right? He didn't have a chance on any of those goals last sure, year. Sure, but – He didn't have a chance, but his record speaks for itself. And here's here's how I want to end. And I, I mentioned this to you before the podcast was that the Flames – and did I mention this before? <laughs> I can't remember. If I did, we need to start – Hammering our colors to the mast of the first first place in the Pacific and letting other teams know that that's ours and we're not relinquishing that and we're being serious about it. And I'm looking at Smith's post-game interview now and wow, we are taking that Toronto article about the Flames Foundation way too far because this is the first time I've ever seen anyone wear a Flames Foundation hat. Well, when you're giving paintings to fucking Dion Phaneuf, then I'm going to fucking insult you too. Anyhow, just a little bit of context. There was an article from Toronto that said that the Flames Foundation was not allocating its funds correctly. Basically, 85% of the money that came into the Flames Foundation wasn't making it to where it was supposed to go. Something like that. I don't know. And then the Flames Foundation got a bit of a softball interview with uh, Ryan Leslie during one of the period breaks at the Flames game. That was at the Colorado game. Allowing them to explain what was going on and... It looks like a bit of a PR stunt we're doing here to try to rectify an image. But, you know, my opinion is if you have a charity, it should be completely nonprofit. You shouldn't be paying people much to do it, and it should Absolutely be all out of the goodness of your heart. And I don't know anything about what the Flames Foundation does, but just as a precaution, anytime you give money to anything, research it beforehand. Anyhow, four out of eight points from the next couple games, that's what I think. I wish I'm wrong. I want us to do better, but... I really think we need to start stapling our colors to that mast at first in the Pacific. San Jose's been slipping up a lot, but they could come. 
They could come on strong at any time. It's ours for the taking, and we can have it. Let's go for it. Let's get it, and let's uh, let's go deep into the playoffs. And I'm not going to let you talk. You're done. You're done for the night. So this was Flames Fancast episode 32. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Flames Fancast. You can email us, flamesfancast at gmail.com. And you can listen to this not only on SoundCloud, but wherever you get your podcasts, you should be able to find us if you search up Flames Fancast. You probably know that already. We'd really appreciate if you shared this, told your friends, whatever, um, got in touch with us, contacted us about what you thought. We love interacting with fans. It really enriches our experience, and it's really part of the reason about why we do this. We love talking to other Flames fans who have similar or completely diverse opinions uh, or opposite opinions. We love that. And as you can tell, Jenk just loves talking in general. So uh, the more the merrier. Okay, you, you, I know you want to say something. So I, go. I got nothing, man. Wow. Silence twice in one podcast. I've done I just, it for you. I just hope the guy that lives upstairs for me, I hope he gets his ass kicked one day. I hope <laughs> I find out that he gets his ass kicked. Because that, that kind of behavior to a woman is like, it, it's, I can't, like, I can't, I can't handle that shit. It's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And on that note, just saying that, like, you know, say no to violence. Say no to violence. And it just, just bring it to the fucking game and then start cheering for the team. How about that? Thank you so much. Whenever That's you listen, have a good morning, good afternoon, a good evening. Bye-bye.